This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good evening. This is Sharmila. You're listening to the Evening Edition. Tonight, we're back with our Clean Cut series where we invite comedians to come to the office here and perform a set. The idea is to challenge them to perform a clean set without risking our license or their reputation. So first, you'll be hearing an interview that our producer, Alia Zafri, did with uh, with uh, our Comedian of the Month, followed by the set that they performed. This this month, it's Comedian Joanne Kamp. Um, so first question, Joanne, mm-hmm. your household name already in the local comedy scene. Could you share with me a memorable moment from your early days in comedy that's made a significant impact on your career? I think the first one would be how I actually got invited to join Boom Boom Room Singapore with Kuma. So I was already with Kuma uh, working in a team park in Singapore. So we were friends already. So when he opened Boom Boom Room Singapore, six months after that, he was calling all his friends in including me, to just do a guest spot. So I went in there, I wrote a skit for me and him. uh, And after that skit, I did a mime session. And straight away after that, the Boom Boom Room Singapore bosses came out and offered me a job straight away as Kuma co-host. And I guess that was the very beginning of how I actually became a comedian because, uh, you know, it's a cabaret show, but of course the hosts have to come out uh, in order to give time for the dancers to change. So Mm -hmm. one of the ways that we do is to actually work on our comedy routine. So I guess that would be the injection into comedy. And I've always, always thankful and blessed that that opportunity came when I was 20. Yeah, 20. So comedy, especially in Malaysia, tends to be male-dominated. Yes. Uh, talk to me about some of the perceptions that people have uh, often have about female comedians and your own experience being one. Okay, when I first started comedy, you must understand, this was 30 years ago. I'm 50. So when I started comedy in Boom Boom Room, at the age of 20, that was all we knew, you know. The Boom Boom Room uh, style of comedy, which at that time we didn't write our own jokes. We would get jokes from joke books and all that. And then when later on, when everything blew up in KL, there, I was also still going on with my shows and all that. And at one point, I think this was close to about 15 years ago, this new style of comedians came. They was led by the Comedy Club Asia in Singapore. And it was led by Jonathan Atherton, who who has passed on. And he brought like this new style of comedy to Malaysia. And all of a sudden, everybody wanted to be a comedian. But also, everybody needed to write their own material because that's the new style of comedy. So coming from someone who have perhaps been doing show for 30 years, that changed the perspective for me as well when I saw that all these new people, new comedians that came and they wrote and all that. So I told myself, okay, I can't lose out. I will write as well because I need to compete with the boys because at one point they know like Joanne comes sells shows. Uh, but her comedy, her, her jokes is not original because she doesn't write her own jokes. But she sells, you know. Yeah. She can pack the room. So we just have her. Like, 
And then, but there was this whole thing that go that went on that say that oh, because I didn't write my material, I wasn't a real comedian. I was like a variety show comedian. She she do cabaret, cabaret, mm. you know. Because in my uh, joke segment as well, I do audience participation. I pull people out. So to them, it's not real comedy because real comedy is you write your own jokes, you stand up on stage and you talk, and that's it, nothing else. But this is what. Ingrown perception is when I went out, when I went to Adelaide Fringe, when I went to Perth Fringe, when I went to Melbourne International. There's so many things that you can do with comedy. You can come out, blow bubbles, and call it a comedy sexy bubble show. You can come out, you sing parody, and that's your comedy set. You can come out, you play with puppets, and that's comedy. No one's gonna hug you for like. Oh, oh, because uh, you pull people up uh, to do the sexy dance, you're not a comedian. Because a comedian, you can only say joke. They only learn how to write joke mm. and say joke. So, and it's a very male perspective. And these are all comedians that are selling out shows now. Okay, and it comes, honestly, it's a boys' game. Uh, people don't believe it, but I'm telling you, it's a boys' game. So, like, even for me to advise the female comics, I'm like, you want to shut them up? The only way you can shut them up is you be better or on par with them. And that's the only way. It's also no secret that comedy often gets into sensitive or controversial topics. Of course. Um, how do you navigate this? Are there any topics that you personally avoid? Some, yes. Mm-hmm. Some. Uh, okay, let's say, for example, rape. I'm not going to do a joke on it. And even if I do, it needs to be done in such a way where, you know, okay, uh, it's not demoralizing, dem- yeah. okay, or it doesn't create an impact which perhaps someone who has that experience feels like bad. Mm. And it's not a laughing matter. I'm sure it's not, you know. Uh but also, I do feel because with comedians, people listen to us. All right? So, and, and it's not all the time that you can make jokes that are safe. I think you need to be responsible for what you say. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if perhaps a joke got out of hand, you know, it's, it's two things. A lot of people say, no, you shouldn't apologize for the joke because freedom of speech. But we live in a very cultural, sensitive country. We are not America. We are not the UK. You know, places like perhaps here, Korea, Hong Kong, maybe uh, Philippines or Indonesia, anywhere that's Asia, we have this Asian sensitivity. Mm-hmm. You know, white people don't care. For them, it's like, yeah. I, w- I want to speak about this. I want to speak about that. It is my right because it's my freedom of speech. But they forget, okay? If they come here and they do all that, the people who are going to get more, how would I say, looked into, for example, a certain group, the, <laughs> the country will then, you know, if you make so much noise, they're going to harp on you. And they don't understand this because these comedians can come here, say the joke, or even like be in America or UK and say that joke and no repercussions because it's not not like we are going to, oh, the Malaysian police is going to go to UK and then go and get them. First, they are not our citizen. Second, it's in their country by their laws. So when you come to our country, respect, 
what is going on because as much as you think you're speaking up for the community, you're not. You're actually making it worse for the community. You're highlighting it. Comedy, like everything else, is constantly evolving. Yes. I'd like to know what kind of stories are you interested to convey now that's different than what you did years well, ago? The thing is, I think I've started changing even the way I write comedy as well. The, for me, there's two sides of the coin. Um, if I write for a stand-up set in a comedy club or in a corporate setting, it's very different. When I do my one-woman show, it's very different as well. So like, for example, this 30th anniversary show is one and a half hour of new material, but it is material which comes from the heart. Very different from, let's say, my body jokes, Mm -hmm. which is what is out there Mm -hmm. on the internet, because we cut them, I know, you know. So, So the last couple of years, I've moved into more long-form comedy. I've put a lot of heart and uh, truth behind it as well. Um, It has also made me kind of vulnerable. So in that aspect, the last five years have, you know, finding, trying to find a new voice as well and a new story um, and getting the public to be a little bit more uh, acceptable to see this new me. And the only way I can do it is if I do my one-woman show. Uh, Because every time you put us in a club environment, you only have 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And that 20 minutes, you need to kill, you know. And sometimes a lot of people, like, they want the body jokes. They want the hums-up jokes. That's what they want. They're out there, they're at the bar, they drink, that's what they want. So it's not the right avenue to perhaps do heart and soul. Thank you so much for speaking with us. That was an interview that our producer Alia did with comedian Joanne Kam. We do have to take a quick break now, but we will be back after this with the live set she performed here at the BFM office. You're listening to BFM's Clean Cut, BFM 89.9. Break from mediocrity, BFM 89.9. It is 7.18. You're listening to Clean Cut, our monthly comedy series, where we invite a comedian to come and perform a set in the BFM studio with the caveat that it has to be funny but clean. So before the break, you heard an interview conducted by our producer, Alia Zefri with comedian Joanne Kam. Now, as promised, here's Joanne's live set at BFM. Now, how many of you have not seen me in a co- real comedy show? Put up. Oh, all the young ones. You put that. How many of you have stalked me on Instagram and all that and seen, okay, okay, wonderful. Who's the youngest member here? Who's the youngest? Who's the youngest? Siapa paling muda? Where? Aisha? Kat mana, Aisha? Who's the youngest? Must be this girl. This girl look like so young like that. Oh, oh, she's like, no, I'm not young, okay? How old are you, my dear? 22. Who's the younger? Who's younger than her? Who? Who? Who's 21? Girl, you're the youngest, long. What's your name, darling? Leah. Everyone give Leah a big one round applause. So, Leah, just to let you know that I've been doing comedy for 30 years. Thank you, thank you. I think they deserve a clap, you know? So, which means when your parents had you, I was already on stage. <laughs> but it's amazing. I mean, like, uh, 
we have just wrapped up. Uh, we're going to be wrapping up our tour in November for my new show, Come My Way, which is my 30th anniversary show. But it's amazing. You know, when I first started comedy, oh my God, so long ago in Singapore, just to let you know, we didn't even have YouTube. Yes, there was no such thing as Google, you know, no such thing as Facebook. In fact, everything was so ancient, you know. It's like, can you imagine we didn't even have Wi-Fi on our phones? Can you imagine that, Leah? Right? What happens to you if you don't have Wi-Fi for 24 hours? Will you die? Yes. Oh, she's very cute. I like her. <laughs> you know? Yeah, can you imagine that? There is no Wi-Fi at all. You know, when we were first, when I first went on stage in Boom Boom Room Singapore to be Kuma's co-host in Boom Boom Room Club. But here's the thing. I have spent so many years doing comedy. It's just that this year, this year is very special because this year, okay, can I tell you all the secret? Can I tell you a secret? Okay, so this year, okay, I'm going to be appointed by the Ministry of Tourism to be the Peace Ambassador of Comedy. Yeah, because they say that if you look at my body, my body looks like the map of Kuala Lumpur. <laughs> so over here on my chest, you have the KLCC. If you look a bit closer, you see the bridge or so. And then if you go down a little bit more, this is Datara Merdeka. Uh, this is where all the rally was. Lah. And then you go down a little bit more, ladies and gentlemen, Smart Tunnel. <laughs> but my Smart Tunnel, uh, no touch and go. Ah. I only accept cash, okay? Only cash. Ah. But, and also, I'm from Penang. Do we have any girls from Penang? Penang! Oh, good. Penang girls, ah, we are the sexiest girls in Malaysia. You know why? We have the biggest chest in Malaysia. You see her chest quite big. Bigger than Leah, confirm one. Uh, if she doesn't wear boy clothes, it will be bigger than Leah. <laughs> okay. Ah, you know why? This is what we call our Bukit Matajam. Huh? Uh, because Penang girls, uh, you know why our chest is big? I'll tell you why. Because every time, all right, Penang hits rain, okay, the whole Penang Island will sway like tsunami like that. So your chest also will grow, you know. <laughs> KL different because KL every time rain traffic jam, right? Uh, so the chest no place to go already, you know. The n is stuck, you know. All stuck in the smart tunnel lah, actually. <laughs> but also this year, I, I'm also celebrating my 50th birthday. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I know, I know. I don't look a day older than 38, right? Right, right, right? How, 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 oh, he's so happy, you know? <laughs> so on Tinder, Bumble, OkCupid, okay, Adult Friend Finder, Damakan, all. Yeah, I'm like 38. Okay, lah, okay, lah. Let's not push it. I'm actually 42 on those apps, okay? But actually, I'm 50. But here's the thing, you know, all my friends are around my age. How many of you are 45 and above? Wow. Okay, okay. <laughs> but okay, men different, you know, men are different. But women, do you realize that with women, once you hit 40, after 40, all of you become very conscious, health conscious, correct or not? Women, women especially, men don't care when they'll go drink, still come back late at night, you know, and then the liver can just deteriorate. But no. 
we, women, we always like, uh, what do you call this? We know, we know between 40 to 50, we need to be a little bit healthier, right? So all my girlfriends are around 40 plus, 45, 46, 47. And all of a sudden, all these women have become like super, super healthy, you know. Like the other day, my girlfriends will invite me for dinner in their house. And they feed me with, you know what they feed me? Quinoa. I'm like, what is quinoa? You know, to me, quinoa sounds like like that, you know, like like the same, you know. Initially, when they say, oh, Joy, would you like some quinoa? I thought that they were scolding me some Hokkien bad word, uh, but no. And somehow they give me like sweet and sour pork, but quinoa instead of rice. I'm like, anchoa. I'm like, what is this nonsense, you know? Somehow I'm from Penanga. You want to feed me sweet and sour pork, you give me rice, okay? So they've gotten uh, an intervention this year because they say, Joanne, you're 50 this year. You really need to, you know, take a look at your health because we want you here for a long, long time. So they group me, you know? They lie to me. They say they're going to feed me rice. They put, bring me to this stupid dinner and all of them gang up on me. And then they're like, okay, Joanne, we need you to take an exercise so that you can be healthy like us. I'm like, you know, for me, if I reach across my bed and take my remote control, that's exercise already. <laughs> okay? But they're like, no, no, Joanne, you have to do this for yourself, for us. So I'm like, okay, whatever, lah, whatever. I say, so I made a pact with them. I said, you know what? Each of you give me a routine, an exercise routine that you want me to go. I will follow you. And if I like the class, I will carry on with you. So my first girlfriend, wow, she's very active. She's into CrossFit. Anyone here under CrossFit? CrossFit? Why, girls, don't. don't. I went CrossFit, I vomited, you know. Uh, I thought I was pregnant, but I wasn't. And then they, all these things, they put you in CrossFit. Huh? They put you in a room with 30 men, okay? And not the type I want to do, you know? Some of them are ugly. Oops. <laughs> Bleep that out, okay? So they put you in a room with strangers, okay? And all the men are dead, they're not cute, they're ugly, you know? And then, and then it's a group thing, you know, because they will, they will, it's like chanting, you know? Then my girlfriend, my other girlfriend was like, Joanne, don't do CrossFit. CrossFit's not for you. Then she said like, you know what? Let's go for yoga. Yoga, get in touch with your spirituality, your mind, your body. I'm like, whatever lah, let's go. <laughs> So I went there, but my friend didn't tell me that it was fly yoga, okay? You know what's fly yoga, right? You see the beam like that? They put the cheapest kamda material, huh? the cheapest, not even spotlight, okay, kamda material, okay? And then you are supposed to go up and do yoga in mid-air. So which means 10 people have to carry me up. Then I wrap myself around the material. You know what I look like? I look like Bak Chang, you know. Uh, and then because the weight cannot take it, I, another 10 people have to bring me down, which means by that time, ladies and gentlemen, I didn't exercise, but 20 people did. <laughs> and then, of course, my next girlfriend, she's, uh, she is the, you know, the, the, the very colourful type, you know. Uh, she likes the uh, same, same thing. <laughs> Uh, she looks like Justin Bieber, but Chinese. Uh, her name was Zeus. I don't understand, you know? Yeah, so Zeus like, Joanne, let's go for rock climbing. I'm like, okay, like, whatever, like, let's just do it. Let's just do it. I promise you all already, right? If not, uh, you all won't give me rice for my sweet and sour pork. So let's go. So I went in the middle of the hot afternoon. We're not talking about indoor rock climbing. Uh. 
So you should go with outdoor right climbing right because you know all these people they're very extreme one you know they don't do anything that's safe you know so outdoor so I went in the middle of the afternoon you know, it's so hot really you know imagine you know Malaysia right when it's hot it's hot then when it rains it rains you know it's crazy there's no there's no middle one you know so in the hot afternoon you know I was sweating my abalone was sweating <laughs> I didn't even know I could sweat in areas that I didn't know was sweating, you know. I went there in the middle of the afternoon. I looked at the rock. The rock looked at me. I went home. <laughs> because ladies and gentlemen, the only rock I'm going to climb is Dwayne Johnson, okay. Uh, other than that, you save your rock climb to yourself. So my last girlfriend was like, you know, Joanne, you go on stage, then you talk the dirty, dirty joke, ah. Uh. Oh, the hamsap, hamsap joke. Ah. Why don't you do the hamsap dance? I'm like, what is hamsap dance? She said, oh, pole dance. I'm like, okay, well, let's try it. Let's go. So I went for pole dancing class. The first, uh, my first pole dance class, the teacher came out. And she's like, okay, everyone, climb up the pole. I did. I climbed up. Then she said, okay, everyone, slide down the pole. I slide down. The pole disappeared. <laughs> Took them 45 minutes to get the pole out. <laughs> Oh, my kegels very good, you know. After that, I'm not allowed in the pole room anymore. They put my face there. This woman, Joanne Kam, not allowed in pole room. Then my friend who owns the studio was like, you know what, Joanne, we're going to open a new class. It's the lap dance class. I'm like, what is lap dance class? You mean like really sit on men's lap and dance? I said, I can do that. I can do that. Like, I can sit on your lap and dance. I know you want me to, but like... <laughs> DM me later. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, so, so I'm like, okay, let's do this. So the first introduction to that class, okay, this alien instructress came like and she said, Hello, everybody. I am Stardust. <laughs> and now I want all you to choose your stripper name. And I'm like, oh, teacher, teacher, my stripper name is Black Hole. Because anything come near me gets sucked inside. She didn't laugh because I think she failed her signs. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, never mind. Then she said, okay, everybody's, okay, everybody's now. I'm going to teach you how to be sexy. How to be sexy. You see this mirror? You see this mi mirror? Mirror, mirror. See this mirror? Now I want you to take your boob press against the mirror and rub. Okay, everyone else like Amber Chia like that. Huh? Like they press the against the mirror, the face like that. Okay, so I press my against the mirror, I rub one time. I rub two times. I rub three times, cleaning the whole studio already. So I'm like, do I get, uh, you know, extra points for this? And then she's like, okay, now next, next I'm going to teach you how to go down, how to go down, very sexy. You take your boot press on the floor and you slide. <laughs> okay, so the only one, the, all the ones look like roti chanai like that, huh? like ham chim peng, right? They press the book, they slide. From Bangsa, they went to Kota Damansara. <laughs> they have to take grab bag, you know? So my turn, I press my book on the floor. I slide, I come up. Half the carpet came up with me. <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, my book now have Carpet burn. Thank you so much. You just heard comedian Joanne Kam, who performed a live set in front of BFMS at our offices. You've been listening to Clean Cut, BFM 89.9. 
You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.